You're listening to the Michelangelo Signorelli Show on Sirius XM OutQ 108. Welcome back. I'm Michelangelo Signorelli on Sirius XM OutQ 108. Representative John Cavanaugh, 12-year resident of District 8 in Arizona, covers most of Scottsdale, Fountain Hills, Tante Verde, and Rio Verde. He is a legislator in Arizona, uh, a Republican who recently, after Phoenix, voted to ban discrimination against uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender residents, um, he was quick to introduce a bill that would make transgender people subject to criminal um, prosecution if they used a restroom that didn't match with their identification. Uh, There was an uproar over this and a lot of people spoke out about it, he has now uh, softened that bill to basically won't have criminal prosecution, but will allow businesses to ban people from using restrooms if the business doesn't believe these transgender people should be using the restroom. And he joins me right now to talk about it. Uh, Representative John Kavanaugh, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. So I, I want to first talk about the um, Phoenix bill that was passed, uh, which banned discrimination against gay and transgender people. You um, felt that you needed to immediately uh, move to create a law that would, as you've said, reset the clock uh, on that particular uh, bill that was passed. And initially, you wanted to... Um, create uh, fines and potential jail time for transgender people who use the uh, restroom if it di- if their gender appearance did not match with their identification. Is that correct? Uh, a little bit off, but close. Uh, what happened was Phoenix passed an ordinance that defined transgender people, and that definition, of course, included somebody who was biologically male, but who in their mind thinks that they're female. They then went on to state that if any business made such a person feel unwelcome or didn't didn't allow them to enter a not only a restroom but a public bath or a public changing room like a locker room, then that business would be guilty of a uh, of a crime, and in addition could be civilly sued by the person who is denied the service. Uh, I thought that went way too far, and in fact. A lot of jurisdictions which have these ordinances don't go so far as to make businesses criminal. So my initial reaction was to craft a bill that would counter that. And what I did was uh, I had a bill that said if you intentionally go into the restroom of a person of the opposite biological uh, sex, then uh, you would be guilty of a disorderly conduct offense, which in Arizona is a, is a misdemeanor, although you, you rarely would be sent to jail. It's usually just a fine. However, uh, that got a lot of uh, negative uh, reaction, and even some of my own Republicans were concerned about expanding the criminal law into such an area. And I, I sat back and I said, you know, you're right. Uh, it, it is an overreaction. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm objecting to a, uh, a criminal law criminalizing businesses uh, for maintaining separate sex restrooms and showers and baths and, and enforcing it, and I'm countering by creating a whole new law. So I changed my tactic completely, and the bill is passed out of the committee now, simply says that no local government or county can enact an ordinance which makes it a crime 
for a business to have separate sex baths, uh, locker rooms, and bathrooms, and try to uh, and enforce that restriction. Right. So now it uh, basically allows the businesses to make a choice if somebody. Uh, wants to use the restroom, the business can say, no, you cannot use the restroom. Would they be able to physically remove that person? Well, what, what the business could do is they could have uh, sex-specific bathrooms, locker rooms, and public uh, and, and, and showers. And if it's specific to one gender, they could restrict somebody from going in there. And I guess if the person refused, they could always call the police for trespassing. Uh, but if they wanted to have, if they wanted to allow transgender people in, then they could just do that. Uh, you, you've or they could said make their restrooms, you know, for both sexes. You've said that this would reset the clock, and I, I want to get into the issue itself and what your issues are with it. But I first want to talk about this idea of resetting the clock. Basically, yeah. it would remove the very law that Phoenix just passed. Now, isn't there an issue here of home rule? Um, why should the state be encroaching on? what a locality did. And in Colorado, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled it unconstitutional for the state to pass a law that um, localities, cities like Denver and uh, Aspen and Boulder, mm-hmm. um, had uh, decided to uh, protect uh, groups of people. The Supreme Court said the state can't come in and do that and target those classes of people. Well, first of all, the only targeting I did was transgendered people, but only with respect to public accommodations where there's an expectation of privacy based upon one's sex. And that specifically are locker rooms, showers, and, and restrooms. Uh, the rest of the law that Phoenix passed protecting transgenders from uh, not getting service in a restaurant or a store or employment or housing is not affected by what I did. I only went into the areas where there's an expectation of privacy. Okay. Now, now regard- what, what is your concern with transgender people using bathrooms of the gender that they uh, have determined they really are and which may or may not uh, match up with their identification and what it says on their identification. I mean, I'm sure you've come to learn transgender people are often transitioning on a wide spectrum. Some of them, it, it, it may match up with their identification. Uh, some of them, they may not. But these are people who it would be dangerous for them to go into uh, the other bathroom, uh, they're mm-hmm. the ones targeted. What are you afraid that yeah. they're going to do? Well, well first of all, it, the bathroom wasn't the major issue. There's clearly a lot of awkwardness when a person of one sex goes into the restroom of another. I think we've all experienced that accidentally. The real purpose of my bill was for... But most people showers. don't even know. If somebody yeah. goes into the bathroom and they go into the stall and they appear to be mm-hmm. a woman, and they go in the stall and go to the bathroom, most women don't know or yeah. even and care. Again, and in a case like that, there would never be an issue because nobody knows. You know, if a tree falls in the wood and you know, nobody's there, do you hear it? But, that, but here's my problem. What Phoenix did was it would allow somebody who is biologically a male who thinks they're female to go into a gym or a swimming pool shower or locker room where people undress completely. And they would then be exposing themselves to people of the opposite biological sex. And this could be a case of, uh, you know, a woman, a teenage girl or, or a young girl. And in fact, that's playing out right now in Washington at a college 
where a, a high school and elementary school swim clubs are meeting at a university which has the transgender protection. And there's a 45-year-old transgendered person who, in, in his mind, says female, but his body says male. Well, well the person is transgender. The person is not interested in sexual activity with with Agreed. girls Agreed. is transgender. So what is the problem? Because we've seen this around the country, and we have not seen this problem that you're uh, addressing. And it's interesting, you're a man uh, talking about this. I never hear it from women saying, oh, my God, I'm worried about what's happening in the bathroom. Uh, I've had a number of parents say uh, that they would be outraged if a man, a, biologic, a person who was biologically by parents male, was fully naked in a locker room or a public shower in front of their 10-year-old girl. I mean, don't you think that's a problem? Well, transgender people are themselves subject to in, enormous violence. I'm sure you know uh, the hate crime statistics. Mm-hmm. Yes. They are very worried about that kind of violence. They do not expose themselves in that way. They're probably more concerned with uh, mm-hmm. how they appear in public. We just have not seen any cases where this has played out this way, but... You're worried you about a, you you're worried about a hypothetical when we have actual no, facts this about this is happening right but now. We have actual facts about transgender people under attack. Right, right now in the state of Washington, at a college, they're having this problem because there are elementary school girls and high school girls and college girls in the locker room, and there's a 45 year old transgender person whose outward appearance is fully male. But, but that transgender is person is not attacking those girls oh, sexually. That. So that, but that's what. It, well, but that's what you're worried about. No, or are you just no, worried I'm, that I'm worried people are uncomfortable? That. Do you think there's? A, I mean, are you concerned that a 10 year old female girl in a locker room? would turn around and there would be a 45-year-old man naked in front well, of her. Well, well wait. If, problem, if There are two different issues here. One is discomfort. The other is actual harm. Now, it, uh, you've not said that that person is harming anybody. You're just saying that it makes people uncomfortable. But, you know, when people attain their rights, when we offer rights to people who've been discriminated against, a lot of people get uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean that we should protect those people from discomfort. There are people who don't like being in the same room with a black person, right? There are people who didn't want to be in a restroom with a black person. But I don't think you can pair being in a restaurant with a black person with a 10-year-old girl being exposed to a naked biological male in a locker room. Does, Does that concern you? That does not concern me if the person is transgender and is somebody who every day is aware of being under attack and who is not going to do anything to um, expose themselves to those kids, to put those kids in harm, to do anything that would in any way bring any attention onto herself. And and well, and that's the issue here. I mean, you're talking about discomfort. Well, I take it back again. There were people, yeah. there still are people who don't want uh, black people in the same restroom or gym with them. Yeah, well, this is a much more intimate setting. But do you, do you, do you understand how a parent of a child like that would be concerned about their child seeing a naked person of the opposite sex in a locker room. I, I, I understand can understand that, that there are parents who are concerned. It doesn't mean that those parents should be um, legitimized in 
discrimination. It doesn't mean that because people are concerned, there are people who are concerned about having uh, gay and lesbian people in the same room with them. There are people who are concerned about having people of different races in the same well, room but, I mean, with there's, them. There's, but just because they're concerned of, doesn't mean it's a problem. There's of seriousness here. And, I mean, uh, anybody who's concerned about a black person in a restaurant is, is, is sick. But a parent who's concerned about their young child in the locker room in this situation is, is a good parent, in my opinion. Well, we're not talking here about men in locker rooms. We're talking about transgender people, people who have gone through a transition or are transitioning, who have uh, well, well, gone, not transitioned who, at all other than in their mind. People who've gone to uh, medical professionals and who really live in this world in a very precarious way and are very worried about attack on themselves. Now, would you rather that that person go into the opposite bathroom and get beaten up by uh, a lot of men who might say, what the hell are you doing in here? Well, you're yeah, you're and, a freak? And, and, that, that is a crime also. There's a law against that too. You know, what we have here essentially is a balancing of rights. And I mean, and this is a problem. But that what, what are the balancing the of rights? Because you've still not, you've, not you're, but you're still talking to me about discomfort, not actual harm. I, I, think there's, I think there's psychological harm to a young girl who's exposed to, to the, the genitalia of the opposite sex. I think there's some trauma there for some, for some young girls. There's a trauma to a young girl to see and be aware of a transgender person in their uh, midst? Isn't that an educational that issue? I don't think it's appropriate in that environment. Well, when people go into a bathroom, when people go into a bathroom in a restaurant, and you're concerned about restaurant owners and restaurants, they go into a stall. Nobody is exposing themselves, particularly in the women's bathroom. And, you know, I, I think the bathroom issue is, is minor compared to the real problem, which is the shower and the locker room where people undress completely. That, so that's the main uh, why did oh, you God. initially make your law all about criminalizing and asking for the papers of transgender people when they wanted to go into well, bathrooms? All, I, I, and why does it still apply to bathrooms? Well, because, well, because bathrooms are an issue too, but it's not as serious an issue as locker rooms and showers. And and I I I was I pulled I changed that law. I, I said, well, you know, but people accusing me of overreaching, and you know what, they're right. And I listened, and I pulled back on the law. And now I'm simply saying that just like it's not right to me to make it a crime for a transgendered person to go into the opposite biological or appearance sex, uh, so too is it wrong for the city of Phoenix to criminally prosecute and, and create lawsuits against a business that wants to maintain sex-specific facilities. Why, why are you concerned, though, with that person if that person's doing no harm? Because that was your other issue, was that you were afraid that people who, men who were trying to engage in some sort of sexual assault would utilize this uh, law. But well, you, you're, yeah, that, why that, that would a person a, who's transgender, why is that person dangerous? From the beginning, I always stated that I do not believe that transgender people are any more or less dangerous than, than non-transgendered people. I never claimed that they were criminals or dangerous. 
right? So that, that became a, an attack issue on me that really was never justified. Uh, I never made that claim. Uh, and now what I said about dangers would be that a person who is not transgendered could claim they were as a ruse to go in to the uh, uh, again we've not we've not sex. seen anything like that and uh, you're creating hypotheticals when we have the statistics on transgender people who are under attack every day and who are fearful of having to use a bathroom well, because I, I of what might happen years, to them. Most of the, the time in Times Square, uh, when Times Square was, was not the kind of Disneyland that they've created now, and believe me, there are many bizarre things that people do. Uh, so you're afraid that people would go into the bathroom to cre create a sexual assault? Uh, no, uh, but I wouldn't put it past a, a very small minority of deviant people to use the transgender ruse uh, you're saying that, that they're not but that would be a that would be a crime. Office. That would be a crime, and and they could probably do that right now, and you well, wouldn't know it, right? No, it wouldn't be a crime under Phoenix's law because Phoenix. Says no, it would be a crime if they actually mind. made a sexual. If they somebody's thinking differently in their mind. But if they actually committed a sexual assault, it would be a crime. No, I said if they went in there for the purpose of voyeurism. And well, how, even you, if they you were, wouldn't be able to stop that. But even if they, they were doing, no, yes, you would. If they were doing that, it's one thing to go in the bathroom and do your business. It's another thing to be standing there peeking in between the cracks no, in the door. I'm talking, let's talk more about a shower where people are naked or a locker room where people are at certain stages of undress. That's where the real critical issue is. Well, again, you're telling me hypotheticals when, in fact, most transgender people, we have the facts. Right now, now why? College in Washington, where this is playing out. And, and, and why, why, let me ask you this. Why is it traumatic? Why is it traumatic for um, a, a girl to see genitalia? Why is this something traumatic because if you in our society we don't expose young children to that that's our customs and our mores you may disagree with it but that's just the way it is and in our society whether you like it or not there are some people who feel uncomfortable in, in but a, you know in our a, society our society person. has changed dramatically over the years and there were people uncomfortable having african-american people in their midst, they were banned from being in the same room together, and they and they made the same argument. No, I'm playing the race card, as you call it, because it's exactly the same thing. There were people who said, I don't want my daughter exposed to uh, black people. I don't want them to have to be in the same room. That, that's disgusting. They shouldn't be there. They They're going to dirty the place. But, but, but there are far more people who take my position that a 10-year-old girl shouldn't be in a dressing room or locker room shower or shower showering next to a person who is biologically from outward appearances of the opposite sex. You got I mean, to talk to some parents. And, you know, people don't like this. Well, I understand people don't like it, but that does not mean that it's right. As I said, people don't like, people didn't like, the majority of people didn't like people mixing of different races. And in some parts and of the I country, that's still true. Segregation. But look, this is a matter of balancing rights. You have a very small number of transgender people, and I sympathize for their situation in these situations, but you have a much larger population of non-transgender people uh, who are concerned themselves personally or for their children. So do we put civil rights up for, do civil rights go up for the vote of the majority? There's a much larger population of white people. I don't believe there's a civil right of this type of exposure in a place where you have an expectation of privacy based upon 
one sex. And my bill will still allow stores and residents to, to, to permit this, to have a unisexual shower or bathroom if they want to. But, you know. Yeah, I'm but you're basically, criminalize. you are basically rescinding the law that was passed by the locality of yes. Phoenix to protect transgender people when they have to go to a restroom. You're having the state shower come or, in. Shower or locker room. You're having the state come in and trump that. Uh, yes. and, and basically decide for the locality. No. Uh, I'm going to allow the business person who owns the store to make the decision. I won't decide, and the city of Phoenix won't decide. Well, again, what if I that. decide in my business I don't want black people in my store? It's my, my choice. Ill, it's my, my right. Ill, if my they traumatize me, it's my, my right. Ill, my bill does not deal with race. And I but I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you a question. It may be difficult. It may be a psychological issue I have, but I grew up and black people traumatize me. I don't want them in my store. Why well, shouldn't you know, I have the right as a businessman? Why shouldn't you pass a law protecting my business as well? Because that goes beyond the pale, because the customs and mores of our society no longer accept that type of right. Race. Well, they no longer accept it because we stood up to laws exactly like the law you are you are trying to pass and, here. And, and our Supreme know, Court will, ruled they were unconstitutional. Time will tell which of us is right. Or, or maybe I'm right. Right. Now, well, and and you're, and you're fine with being and you're just fine with being on the wrong side of history. Well, I think I'm on the right side right now, and I'm a representative, and that means I represent what my constituents tell me. And my constituents are very concerned, especially about these situations in showers and locker rooms. And because your constituents are concerned, you always do what your constituents want, even if it violates the rights of a minority. No, but I don't believe that there are minority rights being violated here. Because I don't, uh, at this point, accept the transgender rights in these particular private situations. Right. My bill does not affect transgender rights in employment, housing, uh, hotels, uh, going into stores, going to restaurants. I'm not touching any of that because I, I think it's wrong to discriminate against transgender people in those situations. But in this private area— Just areas, where they really I creep out non-transgender people. I get it. Uh, l- listen, I want, I want to thank you uh, for coming on the show today and certainly for the spirited discussion. Okay, thank you. Uh, Representative John Cavanaugh of uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, he is, um, as you heard, spearheading a law that would allow restaurants to keep transgender people out of their restrooms. We're going to take your calls on this in a couple of minutes. This is the Michelangelo Senior Ellie Show on Sirius XM Out Q 108.